Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, this is practical knowledge. This is how your body works, the future of healthcare. And we're going to keep doing this until, um, well, we can't. Okay, you know, it's kind of like uh, the old retirement plan work till you can't. Okay, so here, the future of healthcare, part two the blood health. Now, this is vitally important. Blood has a function. And what I'm seeing consistently, and this is because I, I mean, we literally do a live blood cell analysis on all the patients at our um, facility in, in Tijuana because we have the detoxing uh, there. Now, up in America, we're just assuming that they're in the same state as or physiology has they are all the time but we just don't have the facilities to check the blood or to detox it the way we have down there but just realize when we're looking at our at your body everybody deals with physical chemical and emotional stress now you can boil down every one of the stressors in your life into one of those three categories and your body's designed to to handle that look at the autonomic function uh, this means that your body is going to respond automatically to a lot of these circumstances. Now, under physical, chemical, or emotional stress, your automatic nervous system, which is in two parts, one part keeps you alive under stress. That's the sympathetic. That's the fight or flight. Now, under fight or flight activity, your body is preparing for battle. So the blood thickens, um, heart rate elevates, blood pressure elevates, blood sugar elevates, cholesterol elevates, stress hormones elevate. And this is all designed to keep you alive. Now, when you're out of danger, then the parasympathetic nervous system kicks in. And that stimulates the immune system, repairs, increases blood flow to the gut. So think of this. Every reaction that you have is an intelligent reaction by your body based on your perception. So does that mean that the way we're looking at this, I mean, obviously we have the sickest population on the planet, but how we're dealing with our stressors. Now, I just want you to start thinking about this. We all have physical, chemical, emotional stressors, and our body is going to respond in kind. And so does that mean that high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, cholesterol, none of these are actually problems, that they're really an adaptive response. So if you treat the adaptation without treating the actual cause, people get sicker. And, uh, I mean, the old saying, doctors are men who prescribe medicines of which they know little to cure diseases which know less in human beings which they, whom they know nothing. That is more true now than ever before. Let's just take the number one stress um, raw material that your body needs. See, cholesterol, let's just look at cholesterol. Cholesterol is 50% of your overall weight of the brain. It's vital for hormone production, such as estrogen, testosterone, testosterone, uh, cortisone. It's vitamin, vital for vitamin D, bile production. In fact, cholesterol produces bile acids, which helps absorption and digestion, and for cell membrane support. So this is every cell membrane uh, has a bilipid layer or cholesterol layer. And according to the expert review of clinical pharmacology, um, the, the use of cholesterol-lowering drugs increase hardening of the arteries and heart failure. 
quote, thus the epidemic of heart failure and atherosclerosis that plagues the modern world may be paradoxically aggravated by pervasive use of statin drugs. Yes, cholesterol-lowering drugs. Now, again, I want to get, get inside of your head that your body is intelligent. It has symptoms for a reason. To treat the adapt- adaptation without going after the cause makes you sicker. And this is not a common I mean, it is common sense, but this is not a pervasive thought inside of the medical world. Like if you look at the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, they say 60% of U.S. adults have a chronic illness or disease. And this is going to be heart disease, cancer, lung disease, stroke, Alzheimer's, diabetes, or chronic kidney disease. Now, I'm focusing in on this because chronic illness or disease, is it a disease not really. Not when you look at, at the causative factors of what the CDC says, um, that it has to do with lifestyle, lifestyle changes, lifestyle changes or unknown. And so we, so really? So does that mean that 60% of Americans that have a chronic illness or disease, that their body is really, a, this is a lifestyle or it's an adaptation, it's not really a disease. And you, you could say, okay, heart disease, is that a disease? What does it look like outside of the body? What are the causative factors? Well, according to the CDC, it says it's um, uh, unhealthy diet, lack of exercise, smoking, okay? What is uh, the problem with cancer? Uh, and again, it says some type of environmental cause. <clears throat> when you're looking at strokes, same thing for heart attack and heart disease, which is lifestyle factors. So you start looking at this, and all of these have to do with the body adapting to physical, chemical, or emotional stress. So what is the correction? How do you deal with people that have had physical, chemical, or emotional stress? And this is going to be the high blood pressure, the cardiovascular disease, um, the type 2 diabetes, the depression, the cholesterol, everything. Fix the cause. Correcting the cause and detoxing. This means if you have a physical stressor, look at the structural problem and correct it proprioceptively. I mean, you've got to correct the neurologic influences of that, that structure. That means if you have a structure that is off, let's say you've got um, forward head carriage, degeneration of the neck, lateral deviation of the spine, unstable pelvis, traumas in the past, then you fix it. That means you go through a series of adjustments, get a post-X-ray to document the structural changes. And you do certain objective analysis to make sure that that person is in a normal nervous system balance so it's no longer in a stressed state. So your body is able to adapt. If you have a chemical stressor, and this could be from medications, um, toxic food, toxic environment, toxic water, glyphosates, I mean everything. you got a couple of choices. you got oral chelation, okay? you've got intravenous chelation, you've got saunas, you've got diet, nutrition, exercise. Um, all of these things, respiration, perspiration, pooping and peeping, that is how the body detoxes. So in order to deal with a chemical stressor, stop poisoning yourself and clean up your diet and detox your system. 
And I would recommend using a live blood cell analysis to gauge how healthy your blood is during this detox process. And equally as important, we got the physical stress, we've got the chemical stress, and we've got the emotional stress. Equally as important is to deal with the emotional stressors. Emotions are chemicals secreted by how the brain perceives the environment. Okay, and this is vital because your perception, if you perceive danger, your brain is going to secrete stress hormones and that puts you in that fight or flight dominant. So you can see every one of these stressors, the physical, chemical, and emotional stress, if you've been under it for a long time, you're going to be misdiagnosed. And I say misdiagnosed with high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, um, inflammatory bowel disease, joint pain, uh, we're talking anxiety, stress, poor sleep patterns, elevations in cholesterol. All of those are stress responses. So let's fix it. First, let's look at the health of the blood because I want you to understand what is going on with the end result of the stressor. First, your blood is getting sick. And that blood is getting sick and thick. It has to be filtered through the kidney. Now, your kidney is about the size of your fist. Now, when we're looking at this, we're talking at least 100,000 people are in the U.S. are diagnosed with kidney failure. And I'm seeing dialysis centers popping up everywhere. Um, they say diabetes is the most common cause of kidney failure. Now, why would that be? Think of it. Because diabetes is elevations in blood sugar. 95% of all diabetics are type 2. That means it can be corrected by changing the diet. However, type 2 diabetes is also a chemical stressor. Um, and we're not even going to talk about treating type 2 diabetes with a chemical because that absolutely has no, anybody that does that has no clue that this is really an, an adaptation. So the blood becomes thick and it has to filter through the kidney and that damages the blood, the, the kidney itself. Also, since the blood gets thick and damaged, pressure has to increase. So people will say, well, high blood pressure damaged the and that's not true. It's the body had to develop higher blood pressure because the blood wasn't efficient at doing its job or that um, the blood got thicker or there was kidney damage. And so when you have less surface area, but you still got to clean the same amount of blood, the pressure has to increase. So high blood pressure does not damage the kidneys, but the stressors that are causing the high blood pressure uh, can actually damage the kidney, and pressure will increase to adapt to that. Okay, so the, the, here's the challenge. Um, and I've got a picture that I'm going to put up tonight at the talk of a dinosaur. Waiting for a crisis may be too late, and that's what a lot of people are doing. It's like the guy jumping off the, the you know, thousand-story building. All right so far, all right so far. You can eat the crappy food. You can take the medications. You can have the, the stressed-out lifestyle. You can sleep poorly and be stressed for so long, okay? But you cannot wait for the crisis. Let's look at your blood, and I mean the health of your red blood cells. The blood cells that we're talking about, they're like two Frisbees um, glued together. They have a beautiful surface area, and the surface area is vital because it allows the blood to do its job. 
It can held, hold oxygen. It can um, eliminate waste products. It's vital to the immune system. However, under chronic stress, the body produces less stomach acid, so the blood cells get sticky, and they start clumping together in what's called rouleau coin or roll of coin formation. And this, this sticky red blood cells literally are harder to filter through um, capillaries, and it's harder to filter through the kidney. So you can imagine if the blood isn't holding healthy oxygen, if the, the blood is thicker, it's not going to do its job. So the body still requires um, oxygen, nutrients, everything, and the blood's not efficient. Obviously, pressure has to increase. So I'm going to bring up multiple different cases, and I'm talking thermographic analysis, x-ray analysis, and live blood cell analysis. This is what we do. Why? Because you've got to look at the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors. Okay, this is an objective analysis on the physical and chemical stressors. And knowing that somebody's been underneath that for a while, there's also an emotional stressor that will be evident. Okay, so when you see, and, and just think of this, let's say that, that you looked at somebody who had, is supposed to have a beautiful curve in the neck, but they have a reverse curve in the neck with grade three arthritis. That means they had a torn ligament in the neck over 20 years ago. This torn ligament over 20 years ago um, means that that person's been under stress for 20 years. What does stress do for 20 years? Well, it's going to increase the blood um, thickness. It's going to increase the platelets. It's going to increase the immune system responses. And that's going to cause the body to react. Now, if you have a really good diet, if you exercise on a regular basis, <coughs> you'll be able to deal with those stressors better than if you weren't. So it's not the fact that, that the person had a trauma. It's what is that person doing to deal with those stressors effectively. Now, let's say they took, say, the, the most common thing is a non anti-inflammatory, like ibuprofen, Advil, and Aleve. Now, this is for, you know, simple pain, okay? And it's something that most doctors do. It has a lot of cultural authority, and you'll see a huge number of commercials on it. However, that non-steroidal anti-inflammatory destroys the building block of cartilage. You have a 60% increase of cardiovascular problems, increased gastrointestinal bleeding. It destroys the mucus lining of the heart or the, of the intestinal tract, increases intestinal permeability, a 76% increased risk of uh, AFib. I mean, this is insane. Why anyone would prescribe it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, then when you look at how the body is responding, let's say we have um, not a reverse curve. Let's say we just have degeneration, and then there's some toxic um, dental work that may be done. How do you know if, if something is negatively affecting the body? Because you could go in there and look at, at dental work, and I'm talking root canals, um, cavitations, you know, there's a lot of times when there could be amalgam fillings, which is the silver mercury fillings inside of the mouth, and it could be leaching toxins into the system. The way a tooth extraction is supposed to be done is a tooth is supposed to be pulled, 
You're supposed to have your own blood spin down the plasma. You're supposed to remove the ligaments, fill the plasma, cells back inside of the hole so your body can regenerate the bone, treat it with ozone, and then, then you, the whole process is done under a vitamin C IV. That's Huggins protocol, uh, except that's not usually done. So what we'll do is we'll take a thermography to make sure that the body is working correctly. But now knowing that a person can have a chemical stressor and a physical stressor, and that's evident by looking at blood cells that are sticky or clumped together, um, we know that body's under stress. I mean, take type 2 diabetes. If you literally treat type 2 diabetes, not with diet and to look at the stressor, but you give a drug, according to the British Medical Journal, you're talking you can reduce glucose. However, if you reduce glucose 14%, you have a 43% increase in cardiovascular death. Why? Because you're working with the symptom, not with the cause. And if you look at, think, just think of high blood pressure. What species on the planet can't regulate their own physiology? You're right, humans. Okay, so this is a psychosis that's taught to the medical doctors, it's taught to the public, and, the, and people are reciting it with this dogmatic approach instead of asking the critical questions. If your body has been under long-term stress and you have physical stress, chemical stress, and emotional stress, if your body is under stress, the blood becomes thick and the body has to increase its pressure. So what happens if you don't fix the blood, if you don't fix the stressor, if you don't um, make the blood more efficient at doing its job, and you just ignorantly decide to reduce the blood pressure randomly by using a beta blocker, diuretic, or ACE inhibitor. What happens to your health? Well, according to the University of Alabama, um, scientists found that your risk of stroke goes up by a third for each blood pressure medication you're taking. At three or more medications, you're around a 240% increased risk of stroke. So that means you take a drug to lower it, your risk of stroke increases. When you look at chronic stressors, it alters the blood. It can't be that simple, but it is. So does that mean that, let, let's say, let, let's look at joint pain. Okay, joints, you have two bones coming together surrounded by a synovial membrane. That synovial membrane has a superfiltrate of blood, okay, and called synovial fluid. And so does that mean if the blood isn't efficient at carrying the nutrients, if the blood is thick, it's not going to be able to filter through that membrane. So does that mean under stress that joint pain is going to appear? Absolutely, absolutely. So what do people do for joint pain? Instead of saying, hey, look, you've got joint pain, let's look at the blood supply and nerve supply to that joint. Then let's look at the health of the blood to see if this joint pain is affecting you as a chronic stressor. Doesn't that make more sense to actually look at the physiology? Why? Because if you're taking, like, let's just say an aspirin. And this, people will take it for a heart, they'll take it for joint pain. You know, some people take it for a blood thinner, which is psychotic. Well, I encourage you to look at the National Institute for Health Research. Um, they did probably the most definitive test ever, and it was printed in Health Technology Assessment, Volume 17, Issue 43, September um, 2013. 
and they found out that if you're taking an aspirin a day, and this is something, you know, it's recommended by a lot of doctors, even though they're, why? I don't know, maybe they're just not looking at the research. But it shows that if 100,000 people took an aspirin a day, 33 lives would be saved, okay, from heart disease. 100,000 people, that means, um, you know, 99,960 people would not have an effect. Okay, so 100,000 people, 33 lives are going to be saved. However, um, 117 will die of gastrointestinal bleeding and 10 will die of a hemorrhagic stroke. So you'll lose around 130 people, but 33 lives will be saved. Okay, so what do they say at the end of this? Clear that there is an incredibly fine balance between the possible benefits and risks of the intervention. We need to be careful about over-promoting aspirin intervention without having first fully understood the negative side effects. Absolutely. So um, the whole point of this is to look at how stress affects your blood and how blood affects the joints, affects your physiology, affects your, your um, emotional health, everything. And so what affects blood? We're looking at physical, chemical, and emotional stress. This is why one of the reasons I set the practice up in Tijuana next to a biodentist, because I'm seeing a huge amount of dental issues that are contributing to blood toxicity. So now let's look at the kidney. Just think of this. You've got a blood filter, and I want you to think about this blood filter, that it gets it down to literally capillary level where there's one cell. The functional unit of the kidney is called the nephron. So you have these millions of little tiny, or thousands of these little tiny loops in there <coughs> that filter, I mean, literally 200 quarts of blood each day. And they, they produce about two quarts of waste product. So this is always going through there. Now, this is also where erythropoietin, which stimulates the bone marrow to make red blood cells. So we got to look at the kidneys. If we're talking the health of the blood is so vitally important, and the blood, the kidneys, actually produce erythropoietin to help the body produce healthy blood, and they're the blood filter, health of the blood is vital. So this means every time you put something in your mouth, it can either give you healthy blood or give you unhealthy blood. That means if you put the genetically modified foods in there, you put the processed foods, packaged foods, you're going to be building an unhealthy body. I mean, if you look at, just take Tylenol, okay? 15% of the people on dialysis today are a result of damage that Tylenol or aspirin did to the kidneys. Um, and, I mean, we've got the perfect storm now. When you're looking at not only our... Um, the parents unhealthy and the kids unhealthy, just look at what we're putting our population through. I mean, we're talking 72 doses of 17 different vaccines. Now, uh, and that's forced on the public. Now, this is not just happening to our kids. There are 271 vaccines in development now. There is going to be a forced adult vaccine schedule. And, and again, I just want to go back because this isn't on vaccines. We just want to talk about how viruses interact. Because those 72 doses of 17 different vaccines, the 271 vaccines in development, they'll have viruses, 
They'll have killed viruses, partially killed viruses, viral particles. They're going to have something inside of there, some kind of a pathogen. Well, if we look at the Journal of Science, okay, and this is way back to September um, 1986 or November 1986. Now, why are we going back? Because I like this. Uh, this article was pretty cool. Uh, it talks about how viruses work a little different than what we thought. Uh, now, they did a study where they injected a virus inside of, of rats, and they found out that 100% of the rats lived. And they could increase the dose of that one virus a hundredfold, and, and the, the mice still lived. However, if they mix two herpes um, simplex viruses, two of them, 62% of the animals died. Okay, so it's literally viral interactions. Um, here, these results show that two uh, avirulent um, herpes simplex variants may interact in vivo to produce virulent recumbents in a lethal infection. So we know that you can do that. We know also one of the growth mediums, and this is an article out of 2011, uh, bovine serum albumin is used in food processing as well. It's damaging the intestinal lining of kids. Uh, you know, we just need to take a, a second look at what we're doing to our population. I want you to have the choice. And the choice is you can choose vitalism, that your body is intelligent and adapting to this environment as good as it can, that your body is, is designed to be the planet, and you can choose to eat natural, healthy, organic. You can choose to exercise every day, or you can choose to eat whatever kind of food you want, Realize, and, and I'm talking fast food, packaged food, microwave food, and if your body starts to malfunction, you go to the medical doctor. They're going to diagnose you as pre-diabetic, pre-hypertensive, or pre-this, and you take a chemical to alter your physiology. You can choose that. Okay, No one's going to force you to take the medications or to eat a crappy lifestyle. I choose different. I choose that my body is a brilliant design built by God and designed to thrive on this planet. And that any physiology, okay, that it's presenting is an adaptive physiologic response. And my body is going to adapt to lots of exercise and healthy juicing and blending and healthy meals. And it is also going to adapt to high stress, low exercise, and a toxic environment. The body is going to adapt no matter what. And we, we have to take a chill pill and change it. So physical stress, how do you correct that? You look at the structural and neurologic and correct it. Uh, chemical stressors, you're talking diet change. I mean, let's look at, at this, and this is so simple. Nuclear kappa um, light chain enhancer of activated B cells. What is that? That's a protein complex that's found in almost all animal cell types, and it's used in cellular responses such as stress. Now, when this sucker is activated with inflammation, you get cancer, um, heart attacks, diabetes, Crohn's disease, multiple sclerosis, osteoporosis, psoriasis, septic shock. So how do you stop this? And it looks like this is the one cause of all of these different diseases. 
fruits and vegetables. You, can't, you increase fruits and vegetables contain the things that inhibit this. It can't be that simple. You can't just have a plant-based lifestyle and, and realize that your body is continually producing healthy blood, that your body is designed to thrive on the planet, that it's dealing effectively with the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors. Can it be that simple? Yes. That's why we built the clinic in Mexico, so we can start detoxing people. Why? Because to detox people in America, it's hard. So now you've got to take an hour and a half drive south, um, grab your passport, cross the border, and then we can do IVs. We can at least check your blood to say, man, you've got beautiful, healthy blood. You must be doing juicing, blending, and supplements. And that's the key. To get in touch, just call our office. But now also, too. I want you to get on Extreme Health Academy, extremehealthacademy.com. Um, you get a 14-day free trial. Okay, uh, just type in Bergman14. That's my last name, Bergman14, and you get a two-week free trial. Get on there. Download some of the handouts. Look at the forums. I mean, there are people there that have experienced what you have experienced. And you the clinics of the future, the clinics of the future is what we're going to be doing. Think of this. Um, imagine if you went to a real healing center that gave you healthy nutrients, um, healthy food, detox the body. I mean, digital imaging, it's spectacular. Okay, go to these sites. Go to Extreme Health Academy. Go to Bergman Chiropractic. Go to YouTube. Get the information you can because we are changing the world. And also, we've got a Port of Ayrta trip. I encourage you to get on the Dr. John Bergman site and get to Port of Ayrta November 14th to 17th. We're going to be hanging down there for amazing teaching. It's going to be a blast. <sighs> Keep, keep learning, keep spreading, but man, when you look at the mirror, look at, your, look at your reflection and smile because you are made in the image and likeness of God. This is Dr. John Bergman, your health advocate. God bless you, and I love you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.